Hello and welcome to the Lockdown Leafs Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050. You can find me on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. And I'm joined here by a special guest, Brandon Cameron at B underscore Cameron 222 on Twitter. What's up, Brandon? Hey, man. It's a busy day, eh? Yeah, last night. It was it was a bit of a whirlwind. Like I, My Twitter timeline was fueled with so much hatred for, for Dubis right after the game. <laughs> no. Right after the loss to the, to the Rangers. And the vitriol that was being spewed by the fan base for this guy, basically calling for his head. It was vicious. Like, it was it was, brutal. It was It was ridiculous. Like, they say, you know, he had all season to address the goalie situation. This loss is on him. And then it turned into he waited way too long to fire Babcock. He cost us the season. And then the contract situation got brought into it and the whole cap dealings. And, and then within a matter of moments, <laughs> it all went from jeers to cheers. When the Leafs announced a trade with the Kings that brought in goaltender Jack Campbell and grit grinder Kyle Clifford, dude, I know the thing that the thing that like really really confuses me is that everybody was so angry about it, but that specific trade couldn't have happened before yesterday. Trevor Moore's been out of the lineup for like three weeks; like he just got back. Yeah, if Trevor Moore was the guy going to LA in this trade this entire time that they've been working on for two weeks. LA has to see him in the lineup first, healthy and playing. They can't just trade an injured guy. Yeah, I and suppose. And that's the reason it happened now, right? I, I suppose, but I don't think that's that's what people were – people were mad because just about the game last night. I don't think they were talking about this trade per se. But um, let's, let's get into the particulars of the deal, actually, and then we can kind of give our thoughts on it. So for those who have missed the trade – particulars it's jack campbell and kyle clifford going to toronto in exchange for trevor moore a 2020 third round pick and a conditional 2021 third round pick it becomes a second rounder if campbell wins six games as a starter and least make the playoffs or if kyle clifford resigns in toronto he's an impending ufa uh what was your first thoughts on the deal um my initial thoughts were <laughs> it kind of seems like a middle finger to the rangers <laughs> You think? <laughs> Why? It's just kind of funny that the Leafs were playing the Rangers last night and with all the Georgiev talk towards Toronto and then all of the talk, specifically yesterday, about the asking price for Georgiev being through the roof, all this, all that. The Leafs got a pretty good deal for a guy that they could actually legitimately play as their backup and a decent fourth-line player that can actually like provide something the Leafs don't have. Like They got a good deal out of it. Yeah, I think they did exceptional on this trade. Like Even... You know, giving up draft picks isn't the best thing to do, especially since they didn't have their first last year. They're not going to have their first this year, most likely. And if they don't have it this year, they they won't have it next year. So giving up a couple of draft picks uh, is somewhat costly, I guess, but that's the cost of doing business. You want to bring in a goaltender who can solidify the backup position. You're going to have to give up a premium. And giving up a, a piece like Trevor Moore isn't that bad. Yeah, to do along with a couple of, uh, of, of draft picks. So I, I, I really like the trade. Like if I was going to grade it, I'd probably grade it as, as an A minus for for Toronto. Like yeah. I don't know how many more goalies out there at the price that Campbell was A acquired for and B his ticket at six hundred seventy five thousand dollars. And he's got an extra deal, actually year on the deal too. He's got two more years on the deal. He has the two year extension that kicks in next season. Uh, but that one kicks up to 1.65 million. But you know that's that means that we finally have our our tandem solidified for the next two yeah. years, right? No, no, for sure. Or at uh, least well next year, and then they got to get Freddie signed too. But at least we finally 
now have two goaltenders that we are really excited about in Jack Campbell and Freddie Anderson. I believe that this is a tandem that can get this team to the playoffs. Oh, I totally agree. For me, though, the most important part of the, about this deal for the Maple Leafs is that they didn't have to part with Janssen or Kapanen. Their most two valuable trade pieces up front where they can actually use. They, yes. can, they, can, they didn't hinder themselves to acquire a defenseman. 100%. Trevor Moore, fourth line forward. You know, he's a guy who's kind of been in and out of the lineup with injuries. He started off really good this year. And he was a player who ended up working his way up to the second line. And then Tavares got hurt, and then Moore got hurt, and then Marner got like all three of those guys ended up getting hurt, and yeah. he found his way out of the lineup for quite some time. And then he tried to come back, and then he had another concussion, yeah. and then he was out for another couple of weeks, and and he's just getting himself back into the lineup now, but playing on the fourth line, so it's an inconsequential loss when you think about you know Leaf fans were prepared to give up a Kapanen or a Janssen when they were talking about a deal for Georgiev, yeah. and now you don't have to. You give up a fourth liner who last night only played about 10 minutes in the game. I think he played less than that, at like nine minutes or so. So And his spot's already replaced. Exactly. It's, by re- Kyle it's replaced in the trade. Like it, It's a win-win for Toronto. 100%. And, and then you get a goaltender in Jack Campbell, former first-rounder uh, from the Dallas Stars, who's a World Juniors All-Star, which is where oh, I... Oh, he had a great World Junior. I <laughs> fell in love with this guy during those World Juniors. And that's what I love about the World Juniors. You, you get your first taste of these young players. Yeah. And I, I remember him. He was absolutely spectacular. He had like a, a 170 goals against in, in six games at the World Juniors, like a 947 save percentage. I thought he was the second coming of Carey Price. Like, I really did. I thought I actually, he was going to be. Totally, I totally see that, Jake. Like, yeah, like he actually I, looked like time. he looked like Carey Price did when Carey Price was in the World Juniors. Yeah, exactly. Like, he looked exactly like him. And he ended up going in the first round, 11th overall. Um, and And the thing that I like about bringing in a guy like Campbell is that this should allow the Leafs to give Anderson more rest down the stretch. Yeah. They should be able to trust that Jack Campbell can go in and win games. And And I had um, uh, Sarah on from Locked On Kings last night, and, and something that she said that the Kings really loved about Jack Campbell is he was able to go out there and steal games for them. Like, they, didn't have, they don't have a good team out in LA. No, they don't. Shocker. <laughs> um, but, you know, they don't have a good defense either. So there, there was a games where Jack Campbell – would have to make 40, 45, 50 stops and steal a game. Did he have a 928 save percentage last year on a brutal well, last, game? Yeah, last year. Like 928, right? Had 230 goals against the average and 928 save percentage in 31 games for the Kings, who were brutal. <sighs> who were brutal. So, you know, that's come down a little bit this year. He's, um, but but career-wise, like a 258 goals against and a 916 save percentage. That's not bad. What more could you ask for for a backup? That's not bad at all for a backup. Right? And, and we we know that Fred Anderson, as he approaches the 60 start mark in a season, is kind of when his play starts to deteriorate. So I think having a guy like Jack Campbell, not only for this year, but next year as mm-hmm. well, this allows you – to give him more off days and keep Anderson fresh. You know, the term load management gets used a lot here in Toronto, especially yep. since, you know, Kawhi Leonard. Um, and I think Anderson has proven that he's a guy that, although he's very he's very good and he can shoulder a workload, he's better when he's only gets about 56, 57 starts. If you give him any more maybe than that in the less. season, maybe. I mean, that's what I mean, right? So if you can go ahead and you can – you know, kind of do a, a 50-30 split between him and Jack Campbell and then keep Anderson fresh for the playoffs, oh, man. It's the perfect scenario. For We're Toronto. cooking, 100%. Yeah. And this is a player who I, I trusted that can go out there and that can get the team wins and get the team points, which is something that Michael Hutchinson 
just wasn't doing. And we'll we'll touch on that <laughs> later yeah. in the show when yeah. we recap the game against the Rangers. Yeah. Uh, but but Jack Campbell does give this team a a sense of relief when when it comes to the backup goalie position. So I really 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 do like this trade um, for Kyle Dubis because Campbell is going to come in like I, I, he's a proven backup. Oh yeah. Right. Like it's, I'd argue he's he's a I try to argue that he's a 2A. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. a backup. They got a 2A, a guy who can start a stretch of games if the if your goaltender is injured. And that kind of brings me to this question I have for you. The fact that this trade was made now and the fact that it's for a guy like Jack Campbell who last season pushed a guy like Jonathan Quick for starts in yeah. Los Angeles and had such a high pedigree and it takes a little bit longer for goalies to kind of get going. So at yeah. 28 years old, it seems like now he's kind of found a groove and found himself. Um, are you worried at all that the injury to Frederick Anderson might be a little bit bigger than we think? Bigger than we think. Like, not now, just like just yesterday's game and maybe tomorrow, but this might be something that, you know, kind of lingers for a week or two. And um, now bringing in Campbell just gives them that peace of mind that they don't have a role with Hutch. So I don't think it's worse than I think it is, but my God, do I hope it's not worse than yeah, I think it is. 100%. There's, there's, there's no worse, not, like there's nothing that keeps me up more at night than worrying that Frederick Anderson's going to miss some significant amount of time. I don't think he will. I think he probably misses Friday. I bet he, I bet he misses maybe Saturday night's game too. Maybe he's back sometime next week. That would be my my hope and my my guess, but if it's anything longer than that, the Leafs are in some real trouble, like some real real trouble. They're already but, but in they're some in a, trouble, but they're in a better spot with Campbell. Than oh they yeah, would have been. like Hutchinson. Like we're we're kissing the playoffs goodbye. Mm-hmm. If if Anderson missed two or three weeks, goodbye. Just, oh yeah, just that that's it. We're good, goodbye. Yeah, Carolina, give us our draft pick back. We're we're back in the lottery. Yeah, hundred percent. But I think at least with Campbell, it, it gives us a shot if Anderson is out long term. Um, I'm sure by the end of the day, probably by the time this podcast is over, we'll get some sort of, of update on Anderson's health, and this will kind of be a moot point. Yeah. But, um, you know, Sheldon Keefe was asked post-game last night, you know, what's the goaltending situation going to look like in Anaheim? This is before the trade went public, and his answer was, <laughs> it's too early to tell. I mean, there's a lot going on, obviously, with Fred and some other things, too. So we're just going to have to <laughs> wait and see how things settle down tomorrow and see where we're at. Um, some other things I think was probably him alluding to the fact that, that they're trading for Jack Campbell. <laughs> we got a deal in place after this game. We're going to get another goaltender, yeah. a goaltender that played in the same division as Anaheim, obviously coming in uh, out from, from West playing in the Pacific. So he's familiar with Anaheim. It's kind of a really good first start for yeah, Campbell. Yeah, it's, it's actually, it's a good coincidence. <laughs> against a team that he knows very well. And, and, um, I think that would be a, 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 a that's the ideal You're start. You're going to want to get him in, right? That's the ideal start for him. Exactly. That's like the ideal start for a guy making his Leafs debut. Dude, 100%. I mean, obviously, there's a connection with Freddie Anderson in Anaheim, too, coming from the Ducks. But he's out anyways. But he, well, we don't know that. But regardless, I think you give you give Campbell that start. Um, but really, really, really solid trade. The funny thing, too, this is the second time that Kyle Dubas has traded for Jack Campbell. Yeah, I know. I like, I like that a lot. So he's, Dude, he, he knows all, Campbell. 
Dude, all Kyle Dubas does is trade for guys he loved in the Sioux. Uh, it's a boys' club. That's all club. he does. That's he, all he does. It's all, and it works out for him, too. It's sick. The Leafs is a boys' club. It really is. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, on the other side, we'll chat about the other part of the deal that came over. Kyle Clifford, the great grinder, and we'll do that next. All right, welcome back to the Lockdown Leafs Podcast. Mike DiStefano alongside Brandon Cameron. So the Leafs making a big trade last night, bringing in a quality backup goaltender in Jack Campbell. Also bringing in a tremendous veteran presence in Kyle Clifford, a winger. Uh, he came in at 50% contract retained to by the Kings. So it's only going to cost him $800,000. And that was something that I also found really interesting about this trade. The money going in and the money coming out was exactly the same. So Jack Campbell, Kyle Clifford, insert into the lineup, and you would assume Michael Hutchinson's going to be sent down. Yeah. And um, if not Hutchinson, then Kaskasuo. But once yeah. Freddie gets back, it'll be Hutchinson. Yeah. And then really, so more and Hutchinson's money goes out, and it's the exact same. Yeah. But how much better did this make the team? So oh, much better. Much better. Like, And not only for the fact that you know Campbell offers – a an upgrade on Hutchinson, but I would argue that Kyle Clifford offers an upgrade on Trevor Moore, not because I think Clifford's a, a better player than Moore. But he's different. But he's a different he adds an element of nastiness and grittiness that the Leafs just have not the, had and they need in this lineup. I think that he's a great character add for the locker room, which has been quoted to be immature. Hashtag yep. immature. Um <laughs> and this is a guy who's won you he's won two Stanley Cups. He knows what it takes to win. He's got 55 playoff games under his belt. He's a Southern Ontario boy. Um, you know, he, he has 80 career fights. 80 Dubin, career fights. Kyle Dubas was his first Kyle Dubas, agent. Again, again, <laughs> another Dubas, uh, another Dubas connection. Yeah, that was his first client when he was a, a player agent years and years ago. Dubas' first client, Kyle Clifford. So there's so many good things going for Clifford. Not to mention the first game up against Anaheim. So I mentioned he had 80 career fights. Do you know who he leads? Which team he's fought the most in his career? I guess is the Anaheim Ducks. The Anaheim Ducks. <laughs> Eleven of his eighty fights have come up against the Anaheim Ducks. So you know, I, I would put down a nice little prop bet that Kyle Clifford gets into a fight tomorrow night against and Anaheim. Least debut. Least debut at home. A Southern Ontario boy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. He'll he'll get the crowd fired up. I, um, I guarantee he'll get the crowd fired up. The thing I like about about the acquisition of Clifford in the deal for Toronto is he's what they need. He's something that. The Leafs have plenty of Trevor Moores. They have, Tons. They have plenty of Trevor Moores. They have Trevor there. Moores sitting I, in the minors. I, they have Trevor Moores sitting in the minors. I, they have Nick Robertson, who's basically Trevor Moore 2.0. He's better than Trevor Moore. But. Yeah, but he's basically Trevor Moore 2.0. Like, you get, like, they have that exact mold in their team. What they never had was a big physical winger that can, that can play hockey because Kyle Clifford can play hockey. Which is obviously super important. Like Dubas isn't trading for a guy that's just going to be a goon on the fourth line, right? Yes. They're only tra- he's only trading for a guy like Clifford who can actually chip in offensive. I mean, I mean offensively, not I really. He had, a, he had a career high eleven goals last season, yeah. twenty one points. He's not a guy he's who you're gonna... expecting to light up the score sheet, but for someone who only but plays... he tries to play. That's the thing, right? Yeah. Well, that's he... not what he's. There. He's not really there to do that, but he's not going to be a liability. You, yeah. you know what? You know what Kyle Clifford is. He's what I wish. Freddie the Goat would be. Yeah, that's a good point. Like he's he's literally <laughs> what I wish the goat would be. Like Clifford, six foot two, two hundred and ten pounds, big boy, throws his body around, drop the mitts. Kinda mean. 
really he's got a kind of he's a nasty player like he's he's somebody that i think leaf fans are going to love and you know when i spoke on the earlier podcast with sarah from lockdown kings she said this was the player that leaf that kings fans are really going to be upset is gone because he's a heart and soul character guy in the locker room and it's something that they're really going to miss not only because of what he does on the ice by sticking up for his teammates going out there laying the big hit when they need it giving the team a spark but also because he's so good in the locker room, so good in the community, and so good with his teammates. And that's something that I think Toronto really needs to bring in. Like the culture there, I think they, they have a good culture, but I kind of alluded to it earlier. There's been that immaturity aspect that's been yeah. brought up numerous times, not only by the media, not only by fans, but by the coaching staff themselves. Like Sheldon Keefe has said, yeah, we've got some immature parts of our game. I think Kyle Clifford's a guy that you bring in that can really kind of help mold a, a better culture like guys yeah. i've won two stanley cups i know what it takes to win you know take after what i do obviously you know he doesn't have to come in and, and you know give him a, give him the c or anything like no, that but, but you know he, he's a leader that yeah. can lead by example out there on the ice and maybe his his maturity can rub off on some of these guys i think it's a quality quality ad i really do yeah no it's a it's a, honestly the ideal trade for toronto like that in the, to, to summarize everything. It was an Alec Martinez away from an A++. Yeah. <laughs> Which I <laughs> imagine, heard, the, imagine the Kings threw an Alec Martinez well, at least gave up Johnson or Kavanaugh too. Well, I, I, I did actually see a report out there saying that there was, like, conversations did kind of stem from looking into bring Alex Martinez into that package, but they just couldn't make Yeah, the, that's, that's, the, a tough, that's a tough sell. Yeah, like, well, they just couldn't make the, the, the cap number work. work like the numbers just didn't work maybe they didn't want to take on cc's contract which i don't blame them but I, to be honest any, UFA, any trade but. in the future at least make for a defensive and it has to include cc it does like and, there, there's there's no like and he's a gap dump like he's yeah, not like, somebody who he has he does if he the least trade for a defensive value. today it's yonsen or kapanen cc one of their prospects they're the the team's probably looking for nick robertson the leafs aren't going to give them nick robertson they no. want to give jeremy bracco and then probably a draft pick well that's it, probably what that's probably the trade well, that's what they want to give up. Right? Yeah, I know. Like every year, there's always a token trade that at least fans want to do. And this season, it seems to be, you know, Janssen, Brocko, and a third for top four defensemen. Yeah, like that just that seems to be this year's. What it'll probably end up being Janssen or Kapanen. I I bet the least will have to part with Robertson. That would be my guess. I don't know, man. I bet they, I bet they because that would be attractive. That'd be untouchable. He's not untouchable. Well, obviously not. There's but no. He's, He's very, very it, hard to get. I don't think they're looking to move him for a top four defenseman. I think they'd be looking for some, I would. Like, like a uh, more established guy. With, like a Matt Dumbo would have to be the type of guy that would yeah. be coming back, not yeah. an Alec Martinez. No, yeah, that wouldn't – yeah, that doesn't apply to Martinez. I'm, I'm, I honestly just think the Leafs only have Dumba and Manson circled. Um, I think those are the only guys they'd pursue on the, on, the D, on the back end. Like I don't see anyone else. But, but overall, like I think if you look at the way that this trade kind of was constructed, you bring in Campbell, you address the backup goaltending position. You bring in Clifford, you address the fact that this team was like as soft as tissue, yep. and now you bring in some grit and some nastiness to that fourth line. And now the only thing that's missing out of this trifecta is a defenseman, but you only gave up Trevor Moore and a couple of draft picks. You can still go out and pick up a top four defenseman or a defenseman of sorts because you still have the, the more valuable assets yep. in Kapanen and Janssen and, you know, a Nick, uh, Nick 
Richard uh, Robertson. Robertson, thank Jeremy you. Bracco's are there too. If that, if that appeals there, to somebody, if, you know, I don't know what's going on. I don't on think with that him. appeals to anybody. Honestly. I don't know what's going on. That's with a tough him. sell. He left the Marlies for personal reasons. I, I don't really know what's going on there, but anyways, uh, but they, you know, they still have assets that they can use to weaponize and go out and get a defenseman, yeah. which is something that they definitely need. They got the two thing. There's three things on the yeah, on the, the bucket list wish items. That the Leafs needed to make, uh, that the Leafs need to get for the trade deadline, another back, a backup goaltender, check, some grit and nastiness, check. Now they need to get themselves a defenseman, a shutdown defenseman, a defensive defenseman. Well, they can so we'll, probably we'll pair with Morgan Riley, I'd imagine. Like, like that's likely the maybe, plan. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe just like a depth guy. Like I, I guess yeah, you can go out and you can try and reacquire Ron Hainsey, somebody you know that works. But I mean, Dylan Demello could. Dylan could be a, DeMello could be would a be a nice fit. Yeah, he's he's. he's I, you could probably too, get him for nothing from Ottawa. Mm, like no, not for nothing, but no. like for like. I think he'd be quite expensive. I don't think he would be that expensive. Well, I, the thing is, just my point is like they still have assets to go out and make a bigger trade. Yeah. To bring in a, a nice piece, so which is it's is kind of the dream if you're Kyle Dubis that you got two of your three. With things on your wish list without really giving anything you you plan on getting rid of. No. For it, right? Yeah. Which is a win. That's a win for the Maple Leafs. They still have all the pieces they need, all the pieces they, they think might be expendable to move on to move and improve the team. 100%. 100%, buddy. Um, all right, so we're giving this an A. Yeah, I'll give it an A. So we're giving it an A on the trade. Well done, Kyle Dubas. You, in the matter of minutes, went from being the most hated guy on Leafs Twitter <laughs> to the most loved guy on Leafs Twitter, which was just Leafs Twitter at its, it's kind of That's humorous to me. It's, it's, it's quite humorous. Well, I me. tweeted out yesterday. I was just like, Leafs Twitter, at, post-game. Dubas is the worst. Dubas is going to get fired. Yeah. Dubas, blah, 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 And then five minutes later after the trade, let's go! Dude, there was a, there was a bunch of things that I, I knew were going to set Leafs Twitter off last night. Yeah. Like when Cody Cece left the ice, I was like, oh no. I was like, this is going to blow up the internet. Like, oh man. Cody Cece walking off is like every analytics guy's dream. I, yeah, yeah, I wanted to say dream, but I wanted to, I wanted to make a joke, but I decided not to. Yeah, I'm pretty sure <laughs> there was I a could, there was a joke there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I could fill in the, yeah. the those blanks. It's every there. every analytics guy's dream um we'll get let's get more into this game uh we'll take a quick break and come back and discuss the Leafs 5-3 loss to the rangers last night all right welcome back to locked on Leafs podcast mike DiStefano alongside brandon cameron last night uh not a very good not a very good one out of the Leafs. Oh, it, was brutal. it was brutal it was honestly brutal a, a crucial two points that they need to get against the team that they is out able, of it that they, they should, should be able to get points against. A hundred percent. They they Not need they to should. get. They actually need to get points against teams like that. They can't lose in regulation to the Rangers. No. You just you can't do that if you're the Maple Leafs. No. And for Toronto, really was kind of a one man show for them. Um, so we'll, we'll we'll get right to it and go with the good, the bad, the ugly. I thought Austin Matthews was fantastic. Oh yeah, he's brilliant last like, night. He was a, a one man show for the Leafs. It seems like he was really one of the only players out there that cared about last night's game and cared about the two points. Um, scored a couple of goals. Uh, now says so just one goal shy of Ovechkin for the Richard. Dude, he's having such a good year. Oh, he's having. An, he's a. It's we're what game fifty? What are we at? Fifty four. Fifty four. Game fifty. Yeah, so we're fifty four games through the season, and he's one goal away from tying his career high. A 40 goal. Yeah, I think he's going to hit 40 this year. Like, 
He might, he might, he might hit forty. He's got thirty-two games to go. Yeah, I know. I don't it, think sixty is out of the question. Yeah, it's not. Like, I actually high, don't. High fifties, like between fifty-five and sixty, is possible. He's on pace for about fifty-seven goals, if I'm not mistaken. It's fifty-nine so. as of last night. There you go. <laughs> There you go. It's fifty nine as of last night. Um, he was he was just really really effective on all ends of the ice, and and I I harped on him a lot earlier this season. Like he's a big kid, and he's a guy who, you know, you want him to be a two way star on both ends of the ice. And earlier in the year, it just seems like he just didn't care yeah. at all to play defense. But it seems like over the last little bit, last couple of weeks, last he's, couple he's weeks, got on his. Horse. Oh yeah, he's becoming. He's got a, on his horse the last couple of weeks. Honestly, just a complete player at all ends of the ice, and I don't know if maybe it's just the confidence him playing well uh, in the offensive zone, scoring a lot of goals, just giving him that confidence, that swagger to to back check for once and and, and get back there. And even yesterday, he showed a little nastiness. I think he got a stick slashed, and he took the dude just like threw him down to the ground with a nice little hit against the board. I don't remember that. that. Awesome. I don't remember that from last night. But that's funny. I forget who it was. Uh, I saw. Oh, I can't remember, but some yeah defenseman slashed his stick, literally broke it in half. So he just like <laughs> hit him up against gave the boards the old, and took him down. Gave him the old one too. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the hell, man? Uh, but he was, he was he was so good last night, honestly. And you know, this is the Austin Matthews that the team needs to have if they're going to make the playoffs because you know if Anderson is out for any any extended period of time, you know the the wins got a little bit more likely now with with Campbell than they did with Hutchinson, but yep. still. You got to have Austin Matthews going, even yeah. if Anderson's back. You still got to have him going. I, I think as much as Freddie has established himself, kind of as as a, a a team MVP candidate, I think over the last twenty twenty five games, I Austin Matthews has proven that he is. He is the MVP <laughs> of this team. You know, if he's not scoring, he's not going. Like he he was doing okay in the Babco, you know, during Babcock's time here. But he wasn't anything like he is now. He was no, scoring. He was scoring pretty much at the same pace. But he wasn't playing defense. But he wasn't doing everything. Which is hilarious because Babcock preaches defense first and defense will create offense. You know what? To me, it makes a lot of sense. There's no way Austin Matthews enjoyed Mike Babcock no. as his coach. No, I don't <laughs> like, think so. There's, there's, that's the worst kept secret probably of all time that Austin Matthews hated Mike Babcock. Mike Babcock. Like, yeah. there's, no, there's no other way around that. Uh, so can I go with my gun? Yeah. I originally did have Austin Matthews game as well, but I've I've switched my tone. Okay. I switched my tone. I have a I have a team a team good. Oh, okay. I like that they I like that they're getting angry. Yes. I think that's really good for them. Yeah. Because if there's one thing as a Leafs fan that I've had a bone to pick with this team since they probably came into inception three or four years ago when Matthews was brought in the team, is that the they are plot? soft as hell. Yeah. They don't give a crap. They don't fight for anything. They don't do whatever. They just they just play and they try and score, right? Um, last night on the back of John Tavares, I would say he was kind of the spark plug for for most of the anger in the Leafs locker room. Like John Tavares was pissed off. Like he was so angry at so many things. He got into a fight. Whenever you ever seen John Tavares get into a wrestling match with some dude, never. Like. Tavares initiated that whole in, that whole interaction with uh, who was it? Ryan Lind Ryan, Ryan Lindgren. He initiated the whole thing. He cross-checked the guy in front I love of the it. net. And, it, and then post-game, John Tavares was like, oh, yeah, he cross-checked me, and I didn't like it. And I was like, dude, I watched the play. You cross-checked him. Like, you you started that because you were bad. But I loved it. Like, that's it's such a good sign. That's what the Leafs need. Yeah. Right? Because you don't 
things aren't going to get better until they realize there's a problem and fix them, right? I totally agree. Like, I love that. I love that the Leafs are sticking up for them. This is the sec- second or third game in a row they've kind of stood up for themselves. Remember the other day when Sandy took that hit and CeCe just, like, yep. punched that dude in the head? Yep. I was like, thank you. That's <laughs> was the one thing I've loved... I like Cody CC for. He punched that dude in the head who took a shot at Sandine. Yeah, the rest of that game, he was pretty brutal. Yeah, I know, but he punched that guy in the <laughs> but head. But no, I, 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 I totally see what you're saying. Yeah. Like the, the Leafs have been such a soft team all year, and it seems like their MO is to try and outscore opponents 6-4, and that just that's not a recipe for success. Yeah, so it, it, seems it, like, it seems like they're about to turn a corner. It, for me, it seems like they're about to turn a corner. Well, not only are they getting a little gritty last night, like Zach Hyman, he got into a fight last night. I mean, they called it a fighting major. I don't know if it was really a fight, no, to be but, quite honest with you. I... I it was more of a wrestling match myself, but yeah. you know he, he's a guy who, who I guess technically dropped the mitts with uh, Jacob Truba, right? So, one, so they're getting into that it. One fight like last year or the year before, Zach Hyman had a fight against uh, someone in Detroit. I want to say it was Mantha, but I don't think it was Mantha. I don't think we'd have fought Mantha. Nah, Mantha's a big dude. Mantha's a big boy. I might have been. Athanasio? Maybe he got into a fight. He got in a fight with someone in Detroit, but it was in front of, like, his parents. No. <laughs> and, like, they, they're, like, <laughs> like, it was from Center Ice, too. Was, he's, a, he's a Michigan guy, isn't he? Yeah, he's a Michigan guy. Yeah. Like, his parents were in the building. Like, they, the camera, like, panned to his parents, and then his mom was, like, like so appalled that her son was fighting, and I was, like, that's so funny. But, yeah, I, I digress, but it was funny. I, I really, I really do, and, and I think, you know, the fact that Tavares is getting into it, too, that's kind of where it all starts, and he's your captain. Yeah. He's got he's to lead the charge when it comes to, to sticking up for your teammates. You know, I'm not saying he needs to go out there and fight every game. That is not what Tavares needs to do at all. He's got to fight for his ice, though. But he's got to fight for himself, Yeah, right? And, and I think that's what he did last night, and just kind of frustration boiling over. You know, They had a bad, a bad loss against the Panthers. They gave up an important two points. Another bad loss against the Rangers gave up an important two points. Like He's starting to take offense to these losses and how poor that the team is playing. And it's just, it's getting under his skin and it's good to see him showing a little bit of aggressiveness some assertiveness and, uh, and grit. And now they bring in Kyle Clifford and that's just going to add to that grit that this team desperately needs. And it seems like you said, they are kind of turning a corner and starting to play a different style and yeah. in a different way and more of a winning way, yeah. which is kind of combining what they were doing before under Babcock and also scoring at the rate that Dubis and his analytics posse are expecting, yeah. which pretty good recipe for success, if you ask me. Yeah, scoring goals and fighting for your ice like there's nothing, there's there's not more you can do in hockey. Um, there was some bad in this game though. Yeah, there wasn't some. There was there wasn't great. Like I think we touched I tr- on I the tried two. To be, I tried to be optimistic yeah. as possible, but it wasn't. It was not a good game. We touched on the two good aspects of that game, and that's pretty much it, right? Like Austin yeah. Matthews was great, and they showed some grit later in the game. Uh, other than that, pretty bad all around. Um, for me, my bad. I I, th- I didn't think Justin Hall had a good game. Um, I know he's been uh, kind of the prized possession of, of a lot of Leafs Twitter just because yeah, I know he was, he was uh, of the story. But yeah, last night one of his worst games of the season. I thought um, I didn't like his game at all. He had a couple of bad giveaways. Uh, the that Kreider goal. The, the goal on oh. Kreider. He got out muscled off the draw and then oh. just you know out of position and Kreider. Just held him off with him. one hand. Kreider embarrassed him, man. Yeah. Like he he made that guy look like an AHL. Yeah. Like he 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 embarrassed him. Yeah. <laughs> there's so, no there's no denying that. So Justin Hall, I I didn't like his game too much. Thought that it was it was uh, it was a bad one. What about you? Who's bad for you? Uh for me it was just uh, the bad for the Maple Leafs was their defensive breakdowns that cost them a goal every single time. Yeah. Which is it, it's a common theme with this team. Oh right? yeah. 
the, it's a pattern. All the goals that go in, they could have not been, they could have not been goals. Like realistically, a lot of the goals the Maple Leafs have led in this year have been goals that they could have prevented by being smarter yep. with the puck, without the puck. Now, granted, Reading better reads. They could have been. They could have stopped that. Granted, you could say that about probably every team. Yeah, I know. Like That's most true. goals are That's due true. to a lapse in in defensive coverage. Yeah. The problem is Hutchinson can't bail them out. <laughs> right. That's the problem, right? So. I don't want to say that's my bad because I haven't. Uh, that's my ugly. That, don't yeah, worry. That, I, that, that's I, I don't ugly. want to say he's my bad, so I'm going to say the Leafs' defensive lapses are my bad. They have to be smarter on the draws. Those two goals in six seconds, both off of faceoffs, completely unacceptable. You can't, as a team, you can't allow a team to score two goals off of two faceoffs in two seconds, six seconds. Like that's not that's not okay. And they have to be smarter and more aware about faceoffs, and they have to be better. Do you want to bring up your take that you had before we started recording about who you have to blame for the second and third goal by the Rangers last night? Yeah, <laughs> I blame Austin Matthews. Cause he, you want to know why I blame Austin Matthews? Because he should be responsible for those. He should, he should pay attention to detail on the faceoffs because he's the best player in the, he's one of the best players in the league. That's on him. If he, if he wins those faceoffs, those are not neither of those are goals. Like that, they're not yes, goals against. That's that. Okay, that. If that he wins is those faceoff, the, the Leafs don't get scored on. That is true. All he has I, to do I, is try a little bit harder, and then that prevents everything. That being said, you expect both of those goals to be saved by yeah, my ugly yeah. Michael Hutchinson. Like, look at those goals specifically, right? So the the the, the first goal. Okay, let's take a look at all four of the goals that were scored on last night. Okay, Philip Heedle. Backdoor tap in. Not much. That, not much you can do about that, right? That was just a nice play. Yeah. Kind of a, a lapse of defensive coverage. Yeah. Pretty much. The, the defense should have broke that play up. Right. <laughs> but regardless, you're not going to put that on Hutchinson. No. Second goal, right off the draw. I don't love a it. Seeing eye shot. No traffic in front of him, and Hutchinson just kind of freezes, and the puck goes in over his shoulder. I don't love it. I don't love it, but I can I can live with that goal going in on occasion. Like, I can live with it. I don't love it, but I can live with it. I can stomach that. You know what I mean? If, if that's the one bad goal you're giving up in a game, but then six seconds later, you're giving up a, a goal to Chris Kreider, one that we all knew when he was coming in on that breakaway <sighs> that he was going to take it backhand yeah. and just kind of try and wait him out and tuck it into the side. It was the most predictable play I've ever seen. But everybody, it's like, it's the, it's, it, you know what it was? It was literally the, the, the Chell goal. That's what I score in Chell all yeah, the dude, time, I'm right? Yeah, dude, I'm like, like, like forehand, backhand, scoop, take it past it, and, and just tuck it in on the backhand. That's that's what I do every single time I'm coming down on a breakaway. I'm the king of it. So everybody in the building, watching on TV, knew that that was what Kreider was going to do, yet Michael Hutchinson goes down and tries to, to poke check him and gets weight. And, and, like, are you kidding me? It wasn't great. Like, how do you not know that that's what he's trying to do and stick with him and and, and and push yourself all the way over to your left and take away that backdoor tucking? I don't know. Before before we go with the fourth goal, can I mention my bad? Because my bad is specifically the fourth goal. Okay. My bad for the Maple Leafs was Michael Hutchinson on that fourth goal. I don't know what was going through that guy's head <laughs> through that, throughout that entire play. Yeah. He, he did a full spin around in his net for no reason, lost his stick, Trying to get him back from Dermot, who was obviously confused as to why the hell Michael Hutchinson didn't have his stick anymore, which is so, so, so ugly. It's just... So for those who can't see, I'm literally uh, rubbing my head because it's giving me a headache thinking about the goal. It was just, so bad. 
the thing that really bothered me about that one wasn't so much that he, you know, flopped around and, and, and did a whole twirly spinorama, whatever he was doing in his crease. But the fact that the play was going on right in, right in front of him and he's trying to pick up his stick instead of focusing on the play. Like, your stick's not that important at that moment. Like, I mean, and, to be and fair, just it, trying to pick up the stick while everything's happening. And then, uh, was, was Bushnevich who scored that goal? Yeah, it was Bushnevich. So Bushnevich sees that and he's just like, oh, I'm going to put on a nice little fluff shot on net and Hutchinson's not looking and it goes right between like a, a easy goal. I don't think I've seen an easier goal in my no, life. No, that was the easiest goal I've ever seen. It was, <laughs> it was embarrassing. It's brutal. And you even hear, you, <laughs> Keith was not happy about that goal post game either. No, like, that, that was like the, he had a, he had a, he had a jab on my boy Hutch there. And he's like, that goal can't go in. No, like can't. you can't, you can't. It's true. Like you, you're, if you're in the NHL and a goaltender, you can never let that go. In. You know, what's funny. So, I would say that Dubis and Sheldon Keefe have been really, really careful with what they say about both Cody Cece and Michael Hutchinson. The two oh, whi- yeah. Hold on, no, hold on. Yeah, wait, yeah. wait, wait. Let's, let me get my point across. <laughs> the two whipping boys of the Maple Leafs, every time that the media criticizes them and asks them about them, they are pretty tight-lipped, and they usually give, give those two a vote of confidence. Yeah. Last night... There wasn't any. There was no vote of confidence for Michael Hutchinson. And I think that's hilarious because I guarantee you the reason why that was the case is because they don't need him anymore. <laughs> Keith knew that was the last game Hutchinson's playing for him because yeah. now they got a new goaltender. Now, yeah. that pu- information wasn't public at the time, but now, you know, you read it and you look into it a little bit and it's like, man, he kind of for once spoke his mind about Hutch and, and talked about yeah. what everyone else has been talking about. Well, he just has these lapses in the middle of games that have really cost the Leafs goals and cost the Leafs. Like, that was the game-winning goal. Yeah. That was the game winner. Like, when you when you think, because Austin Matthews ended up scoring a third goal, so that turned out to be the game winner. Gross, right? Exactly. That's nasty. Yeah. But you, you got to think from their perspective, too. Like, if they have to work, they have to go into work the next day with those no. two guys, like, you're not going to you're not gonna bury them in front of the media. I totally get it. Like, maybe they have those, maybe they have a little stricter, com- I assume they have stricter conversations behind closed doors. They're not going to just outright sell a guy out to the media, too, especially the media in Toronto. I totally like get it. Like, if Sheldon Kiefer, Kyle Dubas... It's like, yeah, Cody CC was brutal tonight. Like, uh, I, dude, the internet's gonna blow up. That'll totally. destroy the world. Totally, See, and, and especially since they're trying to, I would assume, actively move this player. Yeah, you know, they got to give him a vote of confidence. They got to make it seem like they like him. <laughs> I like, know. They're trying to move. They can't just be like, like mm-hmm. oh yeah, I, I got this guy. I'm trying to move Cody CC. I, I, I hate this. Like, he's gut. I hate the guts. I hate his guts. But no, that but being said, you might like him. That being said, you trade him to a team that's that's trying to tank. It's like, guy, you guaranteed your goals against going to go up by two a game by putting him on your blue line. Let's come on. That's that's got to be worth. That was a selling point on Cody CC. <laughs> Trades him to the Montreal Canadiens. Guaranteed to tank. You guys want Lafreniere? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got we got just the guy on the blue line. You you partner him with Victor Mete on the top pairing with that Shea Weber. Woo! That's subtraction by addition. <laughs> Not addition, by, <laughs> not addition by subtraction. Attraction by... <laughs> Cody CC would be a nice fit along that right side for Montreal. Oh, Heading man. down that stretch without Weber. Whew. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cruising for, yeah. for Put on the IR today. Yeah. Cruising for Lafreniere. Uh, I don't know. I smell something in the tea leaves. They're going to have to win. They're not going to finish last. Like, Detroit's very much in last Detroit's place. Detroit's well on their way. <laughs> but you see they're the, negative 90 in goal differential? Yeah, There's still 30 games to go. They're awful. They're one of the worst teams I've ever seen. Oh, it's just gross. Just gross. They're um, brutal. 
All right, so the Leafs, 5-3 uh, loss to the Rangers. Let's hope this is the last loss for quite quite some time because they don't have much losses left in them as as the as the, the stretch really is starting to boil here. Yeah, they haven't really given, them, given themselves any chance to... There's no wiggle room. Luckily for the Maple Leafs, they still have two games against Florida that they have to win. Have to win. Like, they, like they're at the point where if it's a tie game in the final minute, they have to pull their goalie. Yeah... In the final minute tie game, they have to pull their No, goalie. you're no, not. They, they, no, no, you're they not. actually do. Get like, out they, of here. They, they cannot give up a point to Florida. Stop. That's the worst take ever. No, it's not. Life. It's a fair take. They cannot give Florida. Florida could go on a six-game losing streak between now and the, and the next time that we play them. What do you mean? The Leafs cannot give Get up another here. point to the Florida Get out of here. That's a terrible They cannot take. afford that at all. Stop. They're pulling their goalie. All right. Go big or go home. It sounds like we're done here. <laughs> You're just getting loony on me. All right, that's going to do it for us here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to Locked On These Podcasts on all podcasting platforms and receive daily Leafs content. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Leafs. Follow myself at Mickey underscore Canuck and follow Brandon at B underscore Cameron 222. All right, be sure to check back in here tomorrow. We'll be previewing the Anaheim Ducks game, which... I hope to be able to see uh, our new boys in action. Jack Campbell in the between the pipes, possibly. Kyle Clifford dropping the mitts, possibly. Yeah, I don't see a Cascasuo start ahead of us. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. All right. Uh, be sure to check back in here tomorrow for that. But until then, keep it locked right here on Locked on Leafs.